Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Ray. And you're listening to This Midlife Hustle. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about what we've learned about selling on Amazon. Yeah, let's see. I have a couple notes for this episode. We're, we're going to talk about the resources we're using to learn. We gathered a bunch of resources and have some information to share about what we've been finding effective and what hasn't been. Yeah. And some pitfalls to avoid there. Some surprising risks we've learned along the way and some emotions that went with them. A little bit of an internal crisis about are we doing the right thing. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And we're going to talk about how we ultimately decided it's definitely still worth pursuing and how we got to that logic, right? Yeah. So let's get into the learning. We started with YouTube. I think everybody starts with YouTube these days. Mm-hmm. You probably would have started with TikTok if you had the opportunity. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. But I started with YouTube, shared a bunch of resources to you. The important thing we realized with YouTube is that there are a lot of content creators in this space. It's very hit or miss. And I found a bunch were trying to sell you something, sell you a course, yeah. sell you some knowledge. I think it, I feel like it's everybody in what I've researched and looked at. Yeah. So that was dominating yeah. all the content you were looking at. Yeah. But there were some good nuggets in there. We mm-hmm. found some good information. Yep. I gave you a bunch of different resources. Which one did you find most useful and maybe not most useful? The links you sent me from Amazon itself. Uh, the tools, how to get started, what it's going to take. So Amazon itself. Amazon has a whole seller university. Yeah. And we were talking about YouTube, but they do have a a whole YouTube channel dedicated to Seller University. Yeah. And then there's a whole, this was the second bullet on on my my list was they have a whole Amazon Sellers webpage dedicated exclusively to helping people learn about the platform and how to be successful on the platform. Basically, Amazon wants you to win. You win, they win. Right. Right. So that you found most useful of, of all the resources? Of all the resources. And then once I got to the YouTube part of it, it kind of all connected. Um, so it, I'm glad I started with the Amazon because the YouTube videos made more sense to me starting that way. So you your process was you'd read through uh, like some of the materials on the website. They have everything from getting yeah. started to very specific topics. Tutorials. So you would read through it first mm-hmm. and then watch the YouTube videos. And then that would help everything sink in and put it all yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. They're very well-made videos as well. Yeah. So I looked at a couple folks on YouTube. I, I can, I'll can i share the resources in the show description and um, in the Patreon resources. But there were a couple that were like Honest FBA was one channel that I found particularly useful. They were good at providing an honest perspective. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You watched those with me. We kind of sat down and watched those ones watched together. together, yeah. Yeah. And when I mean honest perspective, they're trying to tell you like, look, all the information that is out there is available for free, both through YouTube channels of several sorts and through the Amazon seller webpage. Um, you don't really need this, but we're going to provide you some tips and some basic overview of the whole process. And yeah. I thought that was an interesting perspective. It was, it was really, I learned a lot. Like I, again, the, I'm glad the way I did it. Cause it kind of made me understand. Oh, so even when you're watching the YouTube videos now yeah. made sense because you had already yeah. preceded your brain with, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. So something we I spent a little bit more time looking at than Lisa currently is uh, Jungle Scout and Helium 10. There are a bunch of tools in this space, and we're not going to talk an awful lot about tools in this particular episode. We're going to be using them a lot. But Jungle Scout and Helium 10 are two of the biggest names in this kind of like Amazon seller 
marketplace data tools and such. There's there's a there's several others, but these are the two biggest names I think most people will come across. And they have some really good tools. They've they have AI features now that actually help. Like one of them, I think Jungle Scout has an AI a, a capability. I, I don't know. I haven't really got into Helium 10 much yet because they haven't given us a trial. But they have uh, Jungle Scout has like this AI reviews feature where it like basically reads all the reviews and kind of summarizes the sentiment of the reviews, some positive things, negative things, and opportunities for improvement. So instead of you reading hundreds or thousands of reviews, if you're trying to look at a product that you want to improve, mm-hmm. you know, provides all that summary. So the tools I think in this space are really important. The reason I'm mentioning it in the learning section here, though, is I've already been impressed with the sheer amount of training information that Jungle Scout provides. So Jungle Scout did give us an affiliate link that we'll share, and it offers a discount to anybody who clicks on that and follows it. So I'll put that again in the show notes and in the Patreon resource materials. But they offered us a free trial almost like the day after I requested it. Actually, I think it was the same day. So I'm, I w- I've been impressed with their ability to respond. I mean, I hope if their support is anything like that as well, good then time. yeah, it's a, it was it's been a good indication so far. So as we're doing this learning. There came a point at which you kind of, we were having a discussion and it became a little heated because I was trying to explain the math to you and how it scales. And you got a little nervous with the numbers I was throwing at you. Yeah, for multiple reasons because of the research I did. And then we were talking about money and you were using big numbers and the tools that I was using it adds up. And so, yeah. So let me, let me give those numbers out there just so you can, other people can understand where I was going with it. What I was saying is trying to explain how this scales. So you can generally, you know, you never know what it's going to be exactly, but the people tend to make anywhere from 15 to 30% profit. You can go higher and you can go lower, Mm -hmm. but that was a general, uh, you know, round number that I've heard thrown out there when we were doing some of our research. So I was saying the nice thing about it scaling is that once you learn how to do it right, you should be able to count on, you know, somewhere around a 20% return. So, for example, if you put in $1,000, you're going to get $200 back. If you put in $10,000, you are going to get 2000 back. And if you put in $100,000, you are going to get 20000 back. You put in a million, you get 200000 back, right? Mm-hmm. The point I was trying to make, however, was that if it takes you three to six months to bring a product to market and all that time spent, all that energy spent on marketing, sourcing and all that, and either way, you're going to make your 20%. It's like a Plinko machine that you put some money in. I mean, it, there's risk in here. Believe me, this is the reason for the the the, the, the heated debate or the, the panic moment, I think. But you put a plink, it's a Plinko machine where you put some money in. And you get more money out than you put in at the bottom, right? So if you're going to spend six months of your life doing that, are you going to do it for $200 profit? Or are you going to do it for $2,000 profit? Or are you going to do it for $20,000 profit? Now, we don't have a million dollars to put in the top of that Plinko machine either. So like how much money you have is a function of this as well. Right. And when I put those numbers out, you're like, wait a minute. Right. I don't want to lose... You know, let's say it was $10,000. I, I think we could probably scrape that much by. If we, not everybody can, but, you know, uh, you don't want to lose $10,000, no. right? No, either, no, neither do I. No, no, I don't. I just, I, I, I got scared because we have, we're going to, you know, put money into the product, get startup. And there was, a, you know, there's other things, other factors that got me really, really scared. So I, at the, I literally said, I don't want to do this because I yeah, got scared. Yeah, so basically what happened is we learned a lot. 
using all these different resources. Yeah. So again, we hit up YouTube, Am- Amazon Seller University, yeah. and Jungle Scout, Helium 10, and their YouTube channels and their online resources. And uh, overwhelmed with the sheer amount of work there is, like there's so much information. We started thinking about Amazon F- FBA, but there's so much more than just that. Yeah. So I- much to learn about like, what you what were some of the things you were telling me about? There was there's the marketing aspect. You go ahead and try to iterate some that were that you remember. There was marketing, labeling, shipping, stocking fees. I mean, it's just it, it, the list goes on. It just scared me. So there became this moment where you were overwhelmed with panic and we were thinking like, I don't even know if this is for us. Yeah. Right. Yep. We're going to get into that in a second. Before we get into that, if you're following us so far and you like what you're hearing, if you've been following us, please like, subscribe. It helps us get our, our word out there. Yeah. It helps the channel grow, et cetera. There is something else I wanted to explain. I've been teasing it the past couple episodes, but I do have a Patreon account set up and I have a Google Drive set up. So what we're doing is as we do this research, I'm collecting information in a Google Doc. I'm collecting information in a spreadsheet eventually. I'm putting show notes together and, and posting them. And depending on the Patreon tier that you buy, you'll have access to different levels of these resources. And it, I think it just might be helpful for somebody to not have to go through all that research and, and reference to know, not have to like sift through all the bad stuff just to find the good stuff. And also people who are interested in seeing how our journey goes, yeah. right? Like I'm going to be putting out there, like what we're doing for sourcing, how much products are costing us, how much we're making, at least for one of these, you know, runs that we're going to do from beginning to end. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think it might be, I'm, we're trying to add some value there uh, so that yeah. you're not, if you want to support us, you can. And, and also you're, you'll be able to follow along on this journey. Yep. So let's get into some of the, we, we called it like surprising risks and emotions. I think. First of all, one of the first things you told me was the sheer amount there is to learn. So we're getting into that a little bit just now, but even something simple like, well, if you want to have your own brand, you're going to have to have your own UPC. How do you do that? Yeah. How do you, have you ever marketed a product before? Like if you are going to do a brand new product, if you're not just going to buy something and sell it, like if you're just going to buy something and sell it, the margins are smaller. Now, if you want to get into your own private label, you know, marketing that thing. It's going to be more costly. Yeah. Coming up with a brand label, coming up with packaging, making sure that you're, you're meeting all the requirements. Mm -hmm. Is it safe? Is it not? Is, you know, what is going into it? You know, can we back it? Are we both comfortable, you know, with, with what we're producing? Yeah. Sourcing it. Like if, even if we're believing the product, finding a, a manufacturer who can reliably and consistently produce that product at an affordable price. Yeah. That makes it worth doing. Yeah. And maybe, you know, and consistently I'm one for, over time. Yeah. And I'm one for consistency. I hate being in the industry where products are important. I hate when it's changed on you. Well, and this gets into the reputation of the people you're doing business with, like the, the source, the suppliers, the manufacturers, because if they don't even tell you, oh, well, we ran out of this, so we were substituted with that. And you have to find out from your customers. Man, that's the worst that sucks. thing. That really sucks. Yeah. 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 So having these relationships with these suppliers and manufacturers building up that history of who you can trust and who you can't. Alibaba and some other sites do some things to try to mm-hmm. help with this. But at the end of the day, it's like you have to know who you're doing business with, right? I have to dabble into them uh, too. I haven't done that quite yet and looked into them. You've been doing more research on them, but yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I've only done limited research on that as well. Like I know the process of vetting them, but until you actually know what you want, like you have, then you have to go to like Alibaba, see who can provide that. Like if you're going to do it through Alibaba, right. you can do it through other ways as well. Right, right. 
So now, along with the sheer amount of information to learn, I think you also became the biggest source of your panic was that if we were, again, looking into Amazon FBA first and foremost, and the sheer amount of fees involved, right? Yeah, the fees were took me back. What were some of the fees you remember? Fees for um, for large, small, medium, extra large, like so. How much size they're consuming in the, yeah, in the how, warehouse? Yeah, how much space you're taking up? Mm-hmm. Um, labeling, stocking, restocking. It, it it just goes on and on. Refunds and returns. Refunds, returns, um, and then expiring inventory. Right, if it's been if it doesn't sell for certain within a certain amount of time. Yeah, you're looking at all this, and you're like, how am I going to make money with all of these fees? I got to pay for the product. And pay Amazon all these little nickel and dime fees. How can I make, even make any money on this thing? Yeah. Right. So there was an emotional aspect of that. Mm-hmm. Fear of failure and fear of loss. What were some of your emotions going through that? Loss. How, you know, how, the budget we're putting together, is it going to be enough? The biggest one for me is loss. I don't I don't want to put all this in and then all of a sudden, oh, we need another thousand. Oh, we need before you know it, we're way over our budget. So I'm afraid that we're gonna get hooked on the well, we have this much already. What's another, you know? Sunk cost, yeah. it's called. Yeah. Sunk cost is the idea that, you know, I well, I have so much money in already, I might as well put some more in. Yeah. But if it's destined to fail, you're just throwing money into a black pit, basically. Right. And I don't want to do that. I, I really want to be smarter. Um, and show everyone how it could be done on a limited budget. Yeah, our intention, not only for the purposes of the show, but personally, is to succeed. Yeah. And if we fail, not only have we failed to do something that we intended to do, but it's we're going to lose some money as right, well, right? Right. Uh, and uh, but did you get where I was saying about you put in all this time, and if we're going to do something that takes, you know, let's say it's three to four months, and we're only putting a thousand dollars in, we're only going to get two hundred dollars back. Man, like. That's the other thing, like as far as emotions go, like I don't want to put in all this effort for no gain either. Right. Right. So those are the emotions we have to control. And because I know if you believe in something, you all in, which is great. And if I believe in something, same thing. But I think we have to keep each other in check as to, okay, what are we doing wrong? We might be doing something wrong that it's like, wait, shouldn't have taken this much. Like, let's step back. Yeah. the, The problem, the challenge for both of us will be to not do it in retrospect, but to be able to do it in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's always more difficult, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and yeah. And, and, and there might be arguments just like it was actually yesterday <laughs> that I was like, I'm done. I'm, we're not doing this, you right. know? And you were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you know, those are just examples. And then you showed me videos and I'm getting a little, I'm getting comfortable. Not a little, I am getting comfortable. It's just, we have to keep each other in check. Yeah. So let's talk through what, and not like I was sitting there trying to convince you. I was literally like we were using each other as a sounding board yep. after the uh, after the emotions calmed down. Yep. Uh, we're using each other as a sounding board. And I was like, let's look at this objectively. Like there are millions of people making money on this platform. So it is definitely possible to make mm-hmm. money. The question may be, you, say, you may say, Larry, there's a lot of people making money on this platform, but maybe they have a lot of money already and they know what they're doing. Yeah, they definitely know what they're doing. And there are definitely some people with a lot of money mm-hmm. making a lot of money on the platform. But there are plenty of people at lower price points as well once you start looking at the data. So for me, and I, I know I want to ask you your opinion here. For me, it's more like knowledge is power. Like the more we know, we're doing all of our homework, we're spending time learning, we're doing our research, we're using good tools, and we're paying attention to the data and the math. 
it's kind of we're doing as much as we can to mitigate the risk as much as possible, mm-hmm. right? And for me, that was uh, uh, the key to me starting to feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a couple other notes here, like break even is the worst case. Before I get into those, though, I'm just curious of the list. You kind of know the list we went through in prepping for the show. What is there? Was there one single thing that kind of set your mind at ease more than the others? Um, for me, it was um. Definitely watching the videos that you showed me of uh, how to sell, what to do, what not to do, that made me more comfortable. Um, so in a way, similar to me, like the knowledge is power. The aspect. knowledge is power. And for me, it was more visual. So a lot of those videos that you showed me were very vis- visual. What was it, though? What what in the video, what visual aspect in the video caused you to say, you know, feel like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, there can be five same products, but the description uh, the amount of uh, work the person put into it, the photos, the the look of it, the way they they uh, set the product up um, instead of just like, oh, here's here's a box. And that's what it looks like. Right. Because we've all been through that before, like trying to select a product right. and seeing a crappy listing. And you're like, eh, I don't even even if this item's awesome, this listing probably reflects the quality of the product. Right. right? And that and I, me shopping on Amazon myself, I do the same thing. I look for people that like do a 360 or multiple photos or a video of how it's put together. So that way I just don't want to see something like, oh, it's easy to put together. Oh, you're not going to catch my attention because I need, you know, and say it has only 10 reviews and majority of those reviews, six of those reviews are like, oh, it's so hard to put together. But yet the person said it's easy to put together. Right, right. So it's things like that. that yeah, we there's have also to- the data aspect of this, like having access to good tools, being able to use a tool like Jungle yeah. Scout and see like, oh, wait a minute. This is selling at a rate that's beyond my ability to fund it and make money. Right. Mm-hmm. So even there may be an opportunity here, but I don't have one hundred thousand dollars to put in to make back. I'm going to have to right. be competing with people who are putting in $100,000 and $200,000. Right. Let's find a different product that, right. that I can compete in, a space right. I compete in, and then apply those criteria. Right. Yeah, so I think there was another one that I thought, the reason I asked is because the two next topics I'm going to talk about here that, that kind of like helped me, and I think helped you once you think about it, come around. Because I remember explaining this to you. is like, wait, I was just, I was giving you an example of those numbers of how 20% scales. And the only reason I was putting that number out there is to say, Either way, if you pay a time penalty, if the time penalty is three to six months, let's say, mm-hmm. depending on the idea you're pursuing, you're going to make t- 20% either way. Let's make that six months worth it. Let's spe- spend enough money. Let's put enough money into the system so we get a decent return on our six months because you're going to make 20% back no matter what, as long as you do things right. Right. So the next kind of two bullets I have here are. Break even is the worst case. I think this is actually interesting to think about critically. It's not true that break even is the worst case. The worst case truly is, I suppose, I don't know how it would happen, but you could lose all your money. I honestly, though, that don't, is the worst case. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know how that would actually happen in practice because you're, this is real world goods. Presumably, if you've done your homework already, you're paying attention to the data, you're paying attention to the math. It's if you did all that, it's very unlikely you picked a product that suddenly everybody is like, oh, my God, I don't even want this. Right. Right. So even if you had to liquidate those assets and just sell them to recover your costs, the worst that's going to happen is I'm thinking you, you lose maybe 10 percent or something. 
right? Mm -hmm. I think there, it's definitely potential for people who don't do their homework, don't do their research, and don't use these tools to do the, to do that homework. They're not making data-based decisions. Mm -hmm. They're making like, you know, gut feel decisions or what they think, or they're trying to compete in the wrong space. Like I said, if you're trying, if you only have a $10,000 or $1,000 to put in and you're competing against people who are putting in $1,000 or a million dollars, you're not going to win right? because they're going to dominate that listing. Right. Right. So you need to, to choose your battles wisely, choose your product wisely. If you do that, I think break even is the worst case. The worst case happens, you, you take those very real goods that you procured mm -hmm. and sell them for break even and you didn't really lose much. Right. Right. So that, that gives me some comfort knowing that. Yeah. I was going to say that makes me a little more, more comfortable, even though people want to make money right away. I think at least breaking even in the beginning is, is going to be okay. Right. Because you're learning. You're learning. Right. And um, it's not like the stock market, like you might put some money in and all of a sudden, poof, gone. it's gone, yeah. right? You have very real goods yep. that you're selling so yep. that you can liquidate those goods if you had to. And then I think I've already touched this enough, but scaling well, let me just cover this from a different aspect. The scaling well aspect, I, th I think it's interesting to think of it like this. You can limit your risk by putting less money in while you're learning. And the only penalty for limiting your risk is you also limit your reward. Mm -hmm. So you may put six months in and you're learning a lot, but you've only risked a thousand dollars. So you can look at it from the perspective of, yeah, I didn't make as much money as I could have, but I also limited my risk. Yes, I limited my reward, but I limited my risk while I was learning. And for me, that was actually important. Like that kind of mini argument we had, it was important for me to put that in my mind also, because I would have be more like tempted to go just like, $10,000 in while I'm learning. Right. And then mess up and do right. have a bigger loss. Right. Right. Let, even if it takes us six months, let's go in with a number we're comfortable. It may be just a couple thousand, may not be 1,000, maybe two, three, whatever number we come up with that we're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And let's use that for learning purposes. Right. And then once we're comfortable with the platform, we know what we're doing, we've had some successes, then we can scale up, scale up, scale up, and we'll be more and more confident that we know what we're doing and we're mi and I would be more comfortable in that. Yeah. Uh, jumping in with all everything in, it, it, it gets me. Yeah. Gets so me that aspect of scaling though is interesting from that perspective, yeah. right? It's, it's, you're also scaling your risk yep. and yep. your reward. Yep. Yeah. You know? So the last point, uh, kind of in the category of we concluded this is still worth pursuing. I think when we look at it critically, aside from kind of this math and data based mm -hmm. approach, there's also just this this excitement, like we were interested in following our passions here. Yep. And I think we both found as we're starting to think through products, we're, we're coming up with ideas like, oh, what about this product? What about that product? Right. What about this idea I had that I never was able to execute on? I think once we actually know how to work the Amazon platform mm -hmm. for, our, for our benefit, then we'll have a lot more ideas. And so I'm starting to get excited, even without having a particular product, product. specifically. Yeah ready to go. I'm getting excited about learning a pathway to be able to bring, bring products to market. Yeah. Which before, this is an unprecedented time. I know we're late to the game. People have been realizing this on Amazon for many years now. Mm -hmm. But in the old days, like if you brought a product to bring a product to market, you would have had to create the product and then start, you know, figuring out how to brand it, promote it, advertise it, spend thousands of dollars over every single avenue, like magazine subscriptions, TV ads, whatever. It's, it was very difficult to bring a product to market. Mm -hmm. Amazon has this marketplace where like over 70% of U.S. 
households have an Amazon Prime account. That's crazy. Over 50% of all retail online transactions happen through Amazon. Yeah. So it's like the Google of product search for most U.S. consumers. Yeah. You're going to go there first. Yeah. And if you have a product in, that matches what somebody's looking for, you almost you don't have to do advertising. It's there. The platform is there. They're searching. Yeah. They're looking for it. You just have to provide what they're searching and looking for. In detail. Yeah. And provide a, a, a good version of it, a quality version of it, something yeah. that, you know. And, and you're going to build that product out. You're going to build a brand. You can build mm-hmm. a brand entirely online. Yeah. It's unprecedented time compared to like the world we grew up in. Yeah, for sure. Very different. Yeah. So about that, I mean, that's what excites me about the potential of this potential for long term growth. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you've been excited about as you've been learning? I'm excited to go through products, um, test them, make sure that it's what we want people to buy and have our name behind it, um, our brand behind it. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited about that. Learning some more the YouTube that you've been, uh, showing me. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just excited for what's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's recap here. Uh, we told you about some of the resources we're using to learn about the Amazon selling platform Mm -hmm. as a whole. Uh, we discussed the risks and emotional aspects that came up around that. Some unexpected, you know, fees and, and concerns is overwhelmed by, by fear and risk. And then uh, how we rationalize that we do believe it's still worth the risk because it's very controllable, the math makes sense, and we think we know consumers, we think we'll know how to how to create quality products and quality brands, mm-hmm. and we have a path there that will scale. We can learn you know, in, in small increments and then grow as we learn more and want to expand our, our reward. We can start with low risk, low reward, and end with... Actually, by the time we're done, it'll it'll still be low risk and high reward because once we know what we're doing, we'll be able to control that risk quite significantly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to also remind folks that I did set up that Patreon account. I do have it's a five dollar and ten dollar tiers that'll give you access to a Google Drive that I'll be slowly adding more and more content to the research that we're doing, some spreadsheets showing you what we're what we're spending and what we're making over time. We're kind of going to do this as like a controlled study. And here we put that we're this first project was to, to do this type of activity, whether it's a new product or selling other things. And we'll keep folks informed of what we're doing by way of the show and by way of the resources in that Google drive. So that if you wanted to get into the nitty gritty details and not just hear us talk about it, but see what we're actually doing with a little bit more detail and see if we're having some success and all that. If you're looking into doing it yourself, that'll be provided there. We also do have a Jungle Scout affiliate link in the show details on YouTube, as well as in that Google Drive. So please check that out if you're interested. And there are some special uh, deals on that, some special discounts that come along with that affiliate link. And I think that that wraps it up. Yeah. 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 All right. What I'm else excited. We... Yeah, so am I. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a fun journey. We're just getting started. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. What what else do you want to remind the folks of? Like, subscribe, and share. Like, subscribe, and share. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'll see you next time. Bye.